0: All right, guys, welcome to the Rendezvous Podcast. I am your host. Ariana Shears. I'm so happy to be back guys. It has been a week. Okay, it's been a week. And I'm very excited to share some of my thoughts, some of my feelings around this topic of shame, shame, shame. (laughs) We're gonna talk about it. And I have a beautiful, beautiful woman here to discuss the components of confidence and shame and joy and just understand um, that life is a journey and when we cannot allow ourselves to be stuck in the idea of what we thought life would be so much that we block out access to opportunities. So we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about it with Amanda Andrews. Welcome. I want to tell the people about you. You are an author, speaker, and creative who empowers others to gain confidence through your transparent, relatable, and transformative messages. Come on now if you don't follow her at Queen's Guide to Life because she be snatching edges. Okay. You be snatching them edges. (laughs) And you are also the author of If the Crown Fits Embracing Your Regal Identity. You are CEO of The Queen's Guide to Life and founder of Queen Camp Incorporated, which is a nonprofit. Okay, she did her paperwork. <laughs> she is a sought after, inspirational speaker and has been a featured keynote host, facilitator, and panelist for events across the country. She ain't lying, honey. Okay, you can find her on in flyers because Amanda not only inspires others with her words, but also her own art she's the owner of amshan art co an illustration um an illustration and design company that brings life to any vision okay no for real seriously (laughs) she has illustrated five books including her first children's book the little princess finds her crown she holds a bachelor of science and master's in business administration from lincoln university of missouri that's you girl That's me. That's you. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so exciting to have you here. Um, Shame. Mm. It's real.
1: It is real.
0: Yeah, people be out here Mm. living under a rock. And so, come on. (laughs) And so, one thing that I thought was super duper interesting about Shame when I watched um, Brene Brown and Oprah have a conversation on uh, Super Soul Sunday. Um, conversations, I believe it's still on the OWN app Hmm. or on the OWN channel, but Brene brought out some beautiful components that I think are super important. So why do I have you here? I have you here because your story is so transparent. And you've lived some amazing experiences that didn't feel amazing in the moment, but then you go through them and then you come out as this blossoming rose, darling. And yes, yes. And I just think like how you how you have lived through certain experiences and then you come out with a smile and with joy Mm -hmm. that not many people would uh, be able to do that what's your motivator to not stay stuck in a situation that uh that
1: feels like it could crush you Mm, what's your motivator very good question my motivation is always um my purpose I know that there is more Mm. there has to be something beyond this there have been so many times in my life where I have been in that stuck dry hurt painful horrible place um, that I literally felt like everything was over Mm. but I had to get up like I knew that I could not stay there staying there is not healthy Um, it's not going to get me anywhere it's gonna keep me complacent Um, and even if Even if it is a very, very horrible situation and you feel like you can't go on. Yeah. What motivates me to keep going is the fact that I know I have things to do. Oh, come on. And I cannot stay there. Like God won't allow me to stay there. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about it.
0: I remember specifically, um, and you know, the, the interesting thing about shame is sometimes... It is like a, I don't even want to say consequence because it doesn't have to happen. It's a byproduct of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And for me, that's how it, it came about. When It was real prevalent when I was in a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a little situation I shouldn't have been in. Mm-hmm. And I remembered like detaching from that and untangling from the emotions attached to it, the soul tie attached mm-hmm. to it, uh, the memory. Yeah. attached to it. And I remember one day I was like, you know what? I'm I'm for real gonna be done. Like I'm I'm not there's no calling, there's no texting, like I'm for real finna be finished. And just the the decision to choose myself mm-hmm. was crippling. Like I remember laying In the middle of the floor I took a shower, I was supposed to be going to work mm-hmm. I took a shower, I didn't even Like really fully dry myself off For real, I laid in my floor In the fetal position And I cried mm-hmm. Like oh it's over mm-hmm. There's no more Like it just felt like there was nothing Else that I could, re- how could I Get past this thing, like if mm-hmm. this ain't it Then there's nothing's ever mm-hmm. it, right And so I, I just remember Asking God like You're gonna have to help me get up Cause yeah. there's I don't know I really don't know how to Long for the more mm-hmm. In my mind there was nothing else right. from here I like it is what it is yeah. It's gonna be my life And I got a phone call from a former co-worker And we had grown to be super great friends And she called me That morning in that moment And she said I don't know what you're doing but you need to get up mm. Wow I was like, God, you see me. And in that moment, I was like, I needed an outside source Hmm. to shake me and realize like, do you see where you're allowing yourself to stay in? So can you speak to like, cause you were saying it, you can feel like there's no more, but you you chose to see more. How did you make the decision? To start to see that there is something else Because it's easy to be in the space But what was that transition like From oh, it's too much to No no no
1: I gotta do something (laughs) (laughs) Woo so I'm thinking Back to a specific instance In my life when I Went through a very Very traumatic breakup Mm. With a former Fiance Mm. and I remember Feeling so low for so long And literally how you just said Like God if this is not it Then what the heck else is out here Like what else do I do And for me it was baby steps Like literally just tiny little nudges Back to reality And my mom actually played a very big role In helping me to transition out of that Mm. Um, And she just kind of reminded me Like okay you still have things to do you mentioned earlier, I do Queen Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a program that I do for young girls, kindergarten to fifth grade. And we would have summer sessions every year. At the time of my breakup moment that I was going through that summer, um, I was really strongly considering not doing it because I, I could not. Like, I just, the weight was so much. I could not even figure out how to start planning. I didn't want to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. But I realized, Amanda, these girls need you. And it sounds very cheesy. <laughs> it yeah. might sound cheesy, but that's literally what got me up. Ugh. And it was at the very last second possible that I could, like, start planning. And I literally just said, okay, I can't quit. And I told my mom, you know, I don't even want to do the passion this summer. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do queen camp. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And she was just like, you could, like, not do it, but... You have things to do. Uh, Yeah. And I had to really get up for those girls. And not only for them, I had to get up because my niece needed to see an example of somebody getting up from a low place. My mom needed an example. My sisters need an example. My aunts, my family, my friends. People needed to see an example of somebody being as low as you can possibly be Mm. emotionally and rising up from that. Yeah. So I was okay with being that example. It didn't feel good in the moment, but... I started to realize no Amanda you are the example be that
0: oh but let okay let's talk about it because the one thing that made me so frustrated in life up until probably about two years ago was being the example mm. oh my goodness <laughs> Woo. when I say it started getting so frustrating because I started realizing it at work I would be, I'm normally naturally like happy-go-lucky. You know, it is what it is. Like, you know, um, I I loved that the part, the thing that differentiated me from most people was that I naturally am joyful. Mm-hmm. Not happy, joyful. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one day specifically, I wasn't like feeling the best. Like something was going on and I just like wasn't norm. I wasn't myself. And I, I didn't have the freedom to just be where I was at Mm. because people were looking to me for that joy yeah hey something's going on it's fine I'll be okay Mm -hmm. oh but you're not normally I'm used to this I'm I was looking for you to be like this and I I was like wait a minute why are you why are you can you not like just let me be and and that happened for probably about three four years and then finally it clicked like I have an assignment Attached to my And I don't want to say personality because that can change But my essence Mm -hmm. And being that example Made it so you know what I'm saying like There's an assignment attached to how I Show up in the world so when I found Myself going through oh my gosh Going through stuff that like I got fired from My dream job Mm -hmm. my dream Car got repossessed And I was like How am I supposed to show up in a world where i feel like i can't do the basics like yeah. i prayed for this and now it's getting taken away so the shame of like going through <laughs> the shame of Girl. going through stuff that i thought i deserved was
1: oh my 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 <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying I, absolutely absolutely tell me well um so you said dealing with the shame or the I will say the pain <laughs> of having something taken away that you thought you deserved. That is a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, because first of all, we feel very entitled to have all the things. You, Talk know what about I mean? it. you want the dream car. You want the dream job, you want the dream <laughs> man, you want the dream wedding, you want this, you want that. And then when those things finally do come up, and then if you are the one that's assigned to go through <clears throat> particular trauma, yeah. when that thing is snatched away, That is deep Like that's a very Heavy assignment Mm -hmm. It really is I was in a place Where I finally Was getting What I had wanted My whole life Like I don't know If you were this Type of little girl But I was the one That loved the Disney movies And loved the princess And the All of these things And the fairy tale ending And the blah 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 And I was going through life with wedding mm-hmm. and marriage as my end game, as yeah. my biggest goal. So when I finally had that opportunity, like that was the best thing in the world. Yeah. But for it to be snatched away, Ooh. I had to learn how to deal with or live with out, actually yeah. live without the one thing that I thought that I wanted. Ooh.
0: Now, how did you, okay. So you said you're, ex-fian- you're, an, you're an ex-fiance, you're an ex Mm-hmm how did you even get to because if that was your goal, if your goal is marriage and, and a wedding and, the, you know, have this amazing life that isn't easy to be in in on the journey towards it and then be like, no, what did it take for you to make the decision? Like there's something here that's not
1: speaking to the end goal that I know I I am striving toward. Very good question. So, actually, I was not the one that ended it, which made really? it even worse. Stop. <laughs> yes. So, um, about ooh, maybe four months or so before the wedding was scheduled, my former fiance actually called everything off and um, just let me know that he was no longer interested in being with me, and that was pretty much it. And I shake it's like, like yes, did you know dumb. it was coming? <laughs> not at all. I did not. Um, it really, it it sideswiped me. It came out of left field for me. Now, of course, we have a good way as humans of ignoring things. Come on. Ignoring red flags, ignoring when something is not right. Especially when you see what you want. Yeah. I saw I finally got a ring. I'm finally getting married. I saw that, but I wasn't seeing all the little hidden Mm -hmm. things that weren't really hidden. Um, Just little, you know, things that I would not have been able to live with. And God knew that. Ooh. So it had to end. And my friend and I were actually just talking about this the other day that that was a purpose. God had that planned for me it was very painful but that entire experience i had to go through that yeah i had to experience that like that was assigned to amanda yeah (laughs) and in the moment i was literally thinking like okay like god why (laughs) why am i the one that has to be this example for in this way like i never would have thought that i would be the woman that planned this big old huge wedding and then it was canceled months before I never thought that would be me ever, so I had to come to terms with that as well. And of course, there was shame associated. Of course. I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was devastated. It was all those things. Yeah. Um, but I had to realize that was just a part of my God's plan for my life. Yeah. And I accept that. Mm-hmm child I'm thinking now about you said
0: something super powerful the red flags that were there God knew you were not going to be able to live with them yeah do you now of course we're not talking about the person we're not saying the person do you remember what some of them were
1: Hmm. yes so there there was some aspects of control Oh, yeah. And narcissistic traits. I will not say that this person was a narcissist. Right. Um, but there were there was a strong level of control there. And just some other little, you know, quirky mm-hmm. things that I thought I could get over, but no. Like when somebody shows you who they are, that's who they are and you cannot change them. Yeah. You can't. You just can't. Um, And as we grow, our decisions change, our thoughts change, whatever, like that. But you cannot specifically change a person. So that is so beautiful because i'm what i'm looking at now with our generation
0: and the generation um, that's coming up right under us there is this idea of what life should be like and of course i credit social media and just regular media because you know they go for ratings not necessarily what reality is but ratings and so they're like oh this is popping so we're going to put this out there and what has been so troubling to me is how people can see what needs to happen for their life Mm. but because it feels like they've lost they're more likely to just go through it like I see girls who show um they got tiktoks or videos of like all this toxic behavior like yeah he did this to me Mm. he did this with my car he blown up my phone like wait a minute what part of us felt like that had to be our norm yeah. and that we had to go through things like that. Mm. And then it makes people who are single or waiting for marriage feel ashamed of being okay with being by yourself. Yeah. Like, I just wish that there was more of, um, more open communication. Now there is, it's getting a little better mm-hmm. where people are like encouraging folks to be, you know, by themselves. But I feel like there's such a strong Value put on coupling up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then it makes people look like, well, I have to have that. And if I don't have that, I'm I'm not valuable. Yeah. And that's a lie.
1: A big lie. That is the biggest lie.
0: (laughs) Yes. You actually put on your Instagram, you said when you know your value, you don't have to prove that you're valuable. It's just evident that you come at a high price. That's not arrogance, that's spiritual intelligence and self-awareness. Yes. How did you, what happened for you to have this, um, this revelation and
1: then also wanna share it? Well, um, what happened, there was a series of things actually that led <laughs> me to that realization. Most of it was relationship based mm-hmm. and I have realized over time and I'm so grateful that I've come to this that I am valuable even by myself. I am 100 percent whole. I am me. I'm great. I'm fabulous. I'm amazing. And I spent so much time in my life trying to prove mm. that I could be what you wanted. Yeah. What he wanted, what he wanted. Like I I would get into relationships and I would change myself or alter certain things. I would even like dumb myself down <laughs> in certain situations just to fit a mold that you created in your own mind. Come on. Where I'm at right now is, baby, I broke your mold. Okay. Come I on. am bigger than whatever little thoughts you had about what you think I should be. No, I'm bigger than that. I am valuable. I am Everything. Yes, come And on. the confidence that I have now, it is not arrogance. Yeah. At all. Arrogance is me thinking that I'm better than you. I come don't on. think that. I know that I'm better than the last version of myself. Come on. That is my confidence. So, what made me want to share that is just a simple fact that women need to, and men, but specifically to women, you do not have to change yourself to get what you want. You do not have to change yourself to get what is already coming to you Come on And something that actually crossed my mind this morning is um, Yeah, you just, you don't have to Um, We do a lot of altering ourselves for other people And I think, and let's just talk specifically relationship for just one hot second The man, I believe, that is destined and designed for you, he's not going to be able to see you if you are putting on a facade or trying to be like somebody else. That person is who they are. You are who you are. It's just like... I, I believe that God can't bless the fake you. Like he doesn't just pour down blessings on a fake version of who you are. You have to take all that stuff off your, and get down to your actual valuable self. Talk. That part of you is, that's the money.
0: <laughs> Talk about it. That is so powerful because right after, you know, like that, you know, fetal position moment, you know, a few months after that, I found myself like really get it in the groove of me. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, you know what? I'm actually not going to accept anything that doesn't help aid the peace I have right here. Mm -hmm. If it's offering any type of um, not discomfort, because discomfort is helpful. But if it's changing how I view life in a negative way, it's not for me. If I can be peaceful by myself, if I can have joy by myself, if I can have clarity of thought by myself, anything that comes that doesn't look like that is Mm -hmm. not for me. Yeah. And it was difficult to hold that standard with people I thought should be around me Mm -hmm. having that barrier of like, ooh. Or I'll say boundary, not barrier Mm -hmm. Having that boundary of There's an access code That you have to have That you only know by way of being authentic Mm -hmm. I'm not getting that So we're gonna stop right here That was such a journey Mm -hmm. To be okay with that Because then here comes that voice There's a um, YouTube channel Called The School of Life And they actually touch on shame and they said that there are a few, I guess you can say statements that people who are dealing with shame think about themselves. And it was, this was so powerful to me. Um, they asked you to rate it from one to 10. And if you're over eight in how you feel in terms of identifying with these phrases, then you more than likely deal with shame. Mm. The first one was, I don't deserve to exist. Mm. That that one alone, it comes across sometimes. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're going through whatever the issue is, it could be losing a job, it could be losing, you know, or um, ending a relationship because you don't, you can't lose something that's for you. Mm-hmm. So you, when you're not. In a good mental space When you feel like your weight Or your health isn't where it should be yeah. I don't deserve to exist mm. Those thoughts can creep in And then you start to think The second one I am defective mm. There's something Ooh. wrong <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with me yeah. But people feel People feel like they're defective Just because they're not a carbon copy Of yeah. the idea that they have Yeah, I don't really under Have you seen people sort of take on at least those two tropes and make them their own and don't realize it Mm,
1: I can't say that maybe so repeat that like that second one one I am defective
0: (laughs) (laughs) you responded to it so I'm like I know you so that
1: hits for me because my counselor tells me all the time to stop picking myself apart oh every time well for a very long time um when somebody would either walk away or leave me it's like especially relationship wise I would always think there was something wrong with me mm. and I would constantly try like I said going back to how I was saying changing myself mm-hmm. to fit something so if I don't fit even if it, it doesn't necessarily have to be relationship wise if I am in a space where I'm not or where I feel like I'm being rejected then I automatically feel like there's something wrong. Yeah. But what I'm realizing now is no. Like, stop picking yourself apart. You're mm. not defective. Yeah. There's nothing. First of all, you are imperfect. Come on. That's that's it. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so the next one,
0: I'm unworthy of being known and loved. My my my. <laughs> I mean the lies The enemy tries to tell us You know what I'm saying So at um, at church this past Sunday Um, Shout out to Apostle Juan Bean Amazing man of God Um, So he was preaching from Please don't You know It was in Peter And it, it was the fifth chapter I don't remember If it was first or second I want to say it was first But it was Peter Fifth chapter Eighth through thirteenth verses And it says "Um, It's in in between those It says that the enemy Comes like a roaring lion mm-hmm. When he broke down That particular scripture He mentions how He, he roars like a lion Seeking whom he can devour Yeah The first attack are the thoughts Mm -hmm. It's what we hear It's what is said to us And a part of what I love About the School of Life video That I'm referencing Is that they mention how from a kid That's when we learn shame Mm. We don't, we're don't. we not born knowing shame yeah. It's something that's <laughs> taught to us mm. So I wonder like Can you think of anything like growing up That may have made you think like I'm unworthy Or I you know I shouldn't be known Or I can't be loved I know I for sure can remember mine
1: Do you remember okay. if there was a time for you As a child mm-hmm. No as an adult Yes mm. um, I definitely have had moments where I have felt Ooh. Like I not necessarily like I didn't deserve love, but I guess unworthy. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to get to a point. And hopefully everybody on the planet can get to this point where you can <laughs> flip those things around and just realize you're valuable. Yeah. Realize your actual value.
0: Yeah. And I think it's powerful that um, that you, you know, blossomed into a queen's guide to life because that's that's like your calling card, mm-hmm. like understanding value. And I love that you have a book, um, speaking about royalty, I have an episode um, discussing royalty with, um, with Britney. Renee, and when we talked about understanding being royal, mm-hmm. it's something that you can't take away. Mm-mm. It's something that you have to give away. It can't be taken from you. So when I hear like these thoughts, I'm unworthy of being known and loved. I'm a mistake. I deserve to be abandoned. I should not be. Those are things that only the enemy, like you said, can come in and whisper to us that we have to then agree with. Yeah. Because it's not it's not true. Yeah. But without that strong like foundation. Of speaking to ourselves positively and mm-hmm. with love, it makes it almost, it makes it even more easier to agree with something if you're not combating it yourself. Yeah. Do you have like affirmations or like things that you say to yourself
1: that, you know, kind of help you stay in a space of royal? Thinking and I, behaving I do actually um, So I just recently wrote down Some notes to myself um, Nice On post-it notes And I stuck them on the mirror in of my course, darling and Literally every mirror <laughs> in my house Now has a sticky note on it um, So just things like I am creative I'm going to be an amazing Full-time business owner Yeah um, I am an awesome sister I'm going to be a great mom I'm going to yes. be a great wife I'm an awesome niece Like you know Just things that I am, you yeah. know. And like just to see that reminder that is how you're going to disagree yeah. with what the enemy says because when the enemy whispers it's usually when you're in those low places like on, yeah. in the fetal position on the floor Come on. of your bedroom yeah. crying and sobbing been there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Been there. And that's when he and if you start to agree with the little things mm-hmm that makes it easier for him to sneak in those big things like I don't even deserve to exist Yeah, that's when suicidal thoughts start to yeah. creep in and pop in so we, we really have to do a good job of combating those whispers and lies yeah. and just remind yourself God didn't give me that come on if it's something that is contrary to what God says about me and, it's, and I'm thinking about myself that's not God about it. So we have to cast cat grumble. Come on cat. Be it. Right now. <laughs> be it. Okay? But we have to cast that stuff down like you and by that I mean denounce it. Yeah. Say something different. Yeah. Say something different to yourself. Facts. I love oh, this is so yummy to me.
0: So uh, if y'all don't know by now If this is your first time listening I sing a lot Okay I'm in an acapella group I sing at church I just I sing all the time At work At home If you don't know me personally I sing all the time Okay So don't be alarmed When you hear me just come out With a little something something. But I, what I love about what you said About having it posted everywhere When I, I just moved from One home to another And in unpacking my significant other um, Who also knows you We'll talk about that offline And um, and whenever we came across Your um, It was your prompts From your It happens at the beginning of the year Vision board Mm -hmm. Yes So I did It was uh, the first I believe um, Virtual one Mm -hmm. Yes So I attended right And there were some prompts that you had About what we wanted to see Mm -hmm. For the next year And as we're, like, unpacking, he's like, oh, you know, like, what's this? And I was like, oh, that's from Amanda's, you know, vision board party. Not from this year, but from last year. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he starts, he's like, do you mind if I read it? Mm. And I'm like, I don't mind at all. He's reading them, and majority of them had come true. Come on here. <laughs> he was like, you have to tell her. And I was like, oh, I'll find the right time to tell oh, her. that is awesome. Yes. Oh my God. And he's reading them and he was like, do you realize you've done all these? And I was like, read them out loud. He said you would start a podcast. Wow. You oh said you would find the love of your life. You said that you would be in a home comfortably financially. Wow. You said that you would be in a mental, emotional, stable place. I was like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. You said that you would travel more.
1: Oh my goodness. And oh my gosh, wow, wow, wow. So that is a prime example of (laughs) denouncing the things that are lies and speaking those things that are positive disagreeing yeah. with what the enemy is saying and speak what you what you seek yeah <laughs> speak what you seek speak to you see what you, what said. you seek. you see okay <laughs> yeah wow. but it was
0: super powerful to me because I wasn't trying to strive for those wow. things they just happened
1: wow- mm-hmm.
0: wow right wow yeah I want to say out of the eight there were six that I could be like yeah
1: wow mm-hmm Oh, that is awesome Thank you for telling me Yes,
0: you're welcome (laughs) Yes, you're welcome And and it was powerful to me Because right before that And for him to be reading it to Mm. me (laughs) I was like, sir, you have no idea That's amazing Because that was I did your vision board party Right after, you know The fetal position moments It happened around that same season And so for me to write down the stuff that I wanted And then to just agree that I was going to
1: believe it Yeah That's good. I just had to agree (laughs) that you're going to believe it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. Because
0: it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I want these things, and in the moment you believe it. But I had to like
1: agree within my soul, like I, it's going to happen. That's called faith. Come on, that is literally planting a seed of faith. That was your mustard seed moment right there. Thank you, girl. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you helped facilitate it. Cause, and then it's so important to have community Like I love that you said your mom helped you mm-hmm. Get out of that season Because when I have been in some of my lowest spaces I never wanted to share it with anyone mm. And that's what in me studying Just like the nature of shame It yeah. thrives off of silence so to have nobody to like tell Or nobody to want to Because you know you think like Ugh Like I'm going to be viewed as this Yeah I'm going to be seen as that They're going to think this of me Number one like who cares Right Who cares what other people think Yeah Why does that matter It doesn't it's, <laughs> I've started to um, reject Caring about other people's thoughts When the reality of I was born in this world alone I will leave this world alone yeah. At the last moments of my life, will I care what someone thought of me 20, 30, 50 mm. years ago? Yeah. If it doesn't hold weight to like bettering me or just like adding to my life, why do I care? Yeah. And it, that took, it took a lot. Mm-hmm. It took a lot. So what's, what's like something that you do to make sure that you're staying in
1: your own mind, and the mind of God and not the mind of others? that is actually something that i am still learning yeah how to do but one thing that helps me is to realize in the moment what I can control and what I cannot control. Oh, yeah. There are lots of times when I do something and somebody's reaction is not what I expected or I don't get a reaction at all or, you know, something doesn't happen the way I want it to. And I will automatically, like I said earlier, think that something is wrong, think that, you know, and I'll start going. I mean, my mind will spiral out of control about oh what are gosh. they thinking, what are they doing, well, how to duh, duh, duh. You can't control their thoughts. Girl, me too. Their thoughts ain't your business. <laughs> I literally Look had to tell that. myself that all the time Girl that is not your business It is not directly oh. affecting you Let it go That's Because so good. I am in Overthinker Me too mm. Hello i have mean being a Chronic overthinker <laughs> chronic. I'm also <laughs> Trying to um, Get out of A people pleasing Mentality Come on And That is a part of it Overthinking What somebody else thinks I'm yeah. not in your brain I will mm. never be I cannot change you I cannot control you That is outside Of my wheelhouse mm. To try to figure out What you're thinking About me It, it doesn't
0: Yes matter. So one thing That I'm hearing Like while you are speaking, we have to fire ourselves from managing other people's thoughts.
1: Yes. <laughs> you're fired. My my, my. you're woo, You're fired. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> You are fired from not managing not other people's That's thank not you. even your department. Come on. That's no longer your department. You you're fired. Thank you. And you ain't getting paid for it, so you might as well stop. <laughs> You are not getting a check for that. Yeah, you are not on payroll in somebody's brain. Stop it. You are not employed there. No. Just back it on up. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. And you stop good. spiraling out of control thinking about what somebody is thinking about you. Okay, so now you getting in my business. Like, <laughs> like now you're talking to me. That was a little
0: rude. Okay. You just gonna sit that right there in my face like that. Yes. <laughs> Stop Cause it. it's real Like going through and like trying to pre-think That was a big thing for me mm-hmm. I would try to pre-think for people And then
1: act based off of what I thought Ooh, would happen Oh my god <laughs> I literally do the same thing Oh my god <laughs> Literally yeah. I do the same thing Oh my gosh Trying not to, yeah. Working on it, yeah. But yes, I, I. Like you know
0: what? You're going to feel this way about this. So, and then that was a big one that I'm still working on, trying to operate around people's feelings that haven't been expressed yet. <laughs> no ma'am.
1: Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like,
0: okay, if I if this happens, then you probably are going to feel this way. So I'm just not like.
1: And you have no idea what they're going to think because it's not in your control.
0: And that was a part of that shame. Like, I will feel bad for how you're going to feel about this. So let me not so I don't have to feel that way. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. There's so much tied to it. Little things that can, like, keep us from operating authentically because of being concerned about the repercussions that may or may not happen. And even if they do, oh, well.
1: Yeah. Deal with it at that moment, you know. But don't jump ten steps ahead into a space that you've never even seen. You don't even know. Don't you even know. know. No. And then that was one thing that
0: I had to to learn and be okay with too. For newer people in my life who I you know am like, okay, I think this is yeah, this is a relationship that I'm excited about. Not even just romantically, mm-hmm. and accepting that they may feel differently than what I expected. Mm-hmm. And then just learning how to be okay with the unknown. Yeah. Oh, talk about an ocean of overwhelming feelings. Yeah. Like, oh my, I can't know exactly what will happen. And then it it started to, I started to realize how it was cutting off beautiful moments that could happen by allowing other people to love me where I was. Mm -hmm. Like, if I would just give you the opportunity, I'd be so surprised at how you're able to love me. Yeah why not give people the opportunity yeah so yeah i've had some beautiful moments where i'm like this is gonna suck i think this is gonna Mm -hmm. suck but i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna say it i'm gonna whatever Mm -hmm. and then on the other end i'm like you don't like hate me yeah like at all like Mm -hmm. no where would you get that from like what i've been tripping this whole time over nothing How dare I?
1: How dare you're fired.
0: You know (laughs) You're fired. I have to remember that. We are fired for managing other people's thoughts, emotions. Fired. I love it. Is there when you think about just overall how your life has unfolded what's like a major thing regarding um just because you have a post that i'm going to read again uh from ig i'm telling you all follow her at the queen's guide to life uh we have a habit of hiding but god wants to reveal so he can heal what's something that you can encourage other people to do to let go of the shame and discomfort that they may feel by just simply living life authentically yeah um
1: so hmm something that they can do yeah or a thought Woo. to take away that just yeah. aid yeah so when i think about shame <laughs> um it is in my mind a shackle that mm. you put on yourself Mm. Shame is a feeling of embarrassment based on something that you did wrong and now you're aware of it. Yeah. Or something that you think you did wrong and it's you know, it's now in your mind. Yeah. Um so a lot of times we like you said earlier, you don't like to or you didn't always like to share things. Uh-huh. Like if you were going through a low moment, you would keep it to yourself. One thing that I can encourage people to do if they are in that low, ashamed, shameful place is to speak about it. Mm -hmm. Find somebody, either a therapist or a counselor or a friend or a family member, somebody that you can trust, um, but you have to open your mouth and say something. Yeah. Because one place that the enemy loves to get us in is alone. Yeah. And silent. And shame is... It's like being in hiding. Yeah. And something I thought of this morning, you know how uh, like on TV, you would see people in the witness protection program yeah. and like they have the big old like dark sunglasses on and your face is covered up and you got a new wig on. That is how we look to God sometimes. Oh. When we are stuck in that shame. It's like we are trying to protect our feelings and our emotions. But in reality, you are hiding from the truth. It is okay to live in your truth. It's okay to say, hey, I did X, Y, Z, and I don't like it, and I'm ashamed about it. Or it's okay to say, I'm feeling low in this moment. It's okay. But what you have, what I believe, I encourage you to do is open your mouth and say something about it. Take that mask off. Like I said earlier, God is not gonna bless the fake you. Every, I think a lot of these things, it all ties into us trying to hide and not being able to reveal that real authentic version of yourself. And shame is like a blanket. <laughs> it's a shackle, it's a blanket, it's a, a mask, it's all these things. And you cover, it's all the enemy's way to cover up who you authentically are. If you think back to Adam and Eve in the garden, they experienced shame. They started hiding themselves Mm. because of a decision that they made. Mm. So, another thing that I would encourage someone to do if they're dealing with shame is to forgive yourself. There was a time in my life, um, so I've been abstinent practicing abstinence for several years now. Of course, I've been up, I've been down, I did things here and there, whatever. You know, but there was one it's a practice. Point, it's a practice. There was um, one day in particular that I was on the floor praying. It was a Valentine when Valentine's Day was on a Sunday, like years and years and years ago, and I. Started just talking to God about Like I was just feeling Really really low And I was feeling really ashamed About a lot of stuff And what started to be revealed to me Was that I was still holding On to the guilt and the shame mm. Of past sexual experiences that I was, uh, I, mean, I was ashamed of myself mm. and I didn't realize that that was affecting the way that I was operating with people mm. operating with men like I didn't realize that those shackles were still on me and I was asking God okay forgive me for this forgive me for that forgive me for that one this one and that one and whatever and the Holy Spirit just said okay forgive yourself forgive yourself I'm not mad at you and I think when we come to that realization, we can take the blanket off. You can take off your witness protection program, sunglasses a week <laughs> in front of God and just get, get to the point where you realize, first of all, he loves you. He's not mad at you. You may have done something that is not pleasing to him, but you can always come back. We're the ones that run from God. He come never on. runs from us. Never. He'll never leave you. He'll never, for, ne- when I say never, I mean never. It's not gonna happen. If we separate from God, if we feel separated, it's because we did that. Mm-hmm. And shame is a tool that the enemy uses to separate us from God.
0: Girl, the ushers are um, in the back. <laughs> they are making their way. This cup, co- mm. I smell a part two because there's no way that. There's no way that people can hear a message like that and not understand that it is a journey. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. It is a process like you have to just getting to the point to be like, God, I'm sorry, or then turn it to be like
1: me. I'm sorry. Yes. Tell yourself, I'm sorry that I made that. I'm sorry I made that decision. And then move
0: toward the forgiveness Yes Oh,
1: That was real yummy
0: Guys I mean anybody have any questions (laughs) Raise your hand If you'd like To hear Because this is so powerful There's no way There's no way There's no way There's no way That you can't hear something like this And then decide to stay where you are Yeah There's too much freedom out there. There's too much world to live. There's too many relationships. There's too many connections. There's just too much on the other side of the fear of looking like something Mm -hmm. that we've made up in our head. And even if someone did tell you that you're not good enough or you're not this, they didn't create you. Yeah. Even your parents, they helped bring you here. Mm -hmm. They did not create you, though. Mm. So only your creator can tell you who you are and how you're to operate. So if when you get in the space to communicate with your creator and understand, like Amanda said at the beginning, your purpose, you can start to focus on that and then you'll work your way to your healing. Amen. Alright, the doors of the church are now open Um, If you would like uh, Prayer, you can Come to your feet at this time (laughs) The ushers are uh, At the back of the room, ushering you up Uh, We do have throws up here We have tissues available if you need to cry Um, If you're in your car Just pull that napkin out From your glove box Uh, Be careful when you reach Don't hit nobody on the the road This was amazing Yes, God, we're going to just pray for everything we just said. Father God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your abundance of grace and mercy that shall follow us all the days of our life, God. We repent right now before you because it is only against you and you alone have we sinned. And we thank you God that you allow us that same opportunity to return to you and back to our original selves. It is the most powerful experience to see how you love us and to receive that love and to operate in in that love and feel that love and allow others to present that same love back to us in your name. So God, we thank you right now for the, the clothes that we have put on, the garments of sorrow. God, we exchange those for garments of praise. We thank you, God, even now that we're allowing ourselves to be made whole in you, to be made available to you and to operate in our authentic selves. In a way that would glorify you and to bring peace to be bestowed upon us for days and days and days to come. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a blast. I'm so very excited. Um, Yeah, tune in next time to the Rendezvous podcast. Um, Yeah, It, it was a pleasure. I can't wait to do this (laughs) again. Yes. Bye-bye.